Go for Leadership, the podcast with Daniel and Gerd. Hello and welcome for today's Go for Leadership podcast. With me today is Stephanie Lindner. Go for Leadership interviews. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Stephanie, like always, uh, we ask our guests for a 30 seconds introduction. So my name is Stephanie Lindner. I work as an organizational development consultant in the financial sector. I consult on all kinds of transformation and change projects, uh, especially when it concerns uh, organizational culture, innovation management, and new work. I have a learning and development background, and I perceive transformation processes basically as learning of the organization and development of their uh, employees. So I'm also always concerned with how we can keep our organizations able to keep on learning, able to constantly learn and constantly transform themselves. Awesome. And Stephanie, like you know, our podcast is all about leadership, leadership development, and also the progress. Uh, and of course, we have the aim to support new leaders, uh, existing leaders, uh, and uh, leaders that maybe also retired to support them on their path. Um, so of course, uh, with leadership, uh, I'm very interested to understand from your side, how would you define leadership or what, what is your passion about leadership? So leadership for me is the ability to form and develop relationships, business relationships. Um, and with that, I don't mean that you have to be very, very close to your employees or even particularly like them, but it takes just uh, all skills you need to build relationships. So it takes strong communication skills. It uh, takes trust or the ability to build trust. Uh, it takes empathy and openness and being able to um, communicate your own needs, but also see the needs of the other person, all these skills. And what I like about defining leadership as a relationship is that it shows that it's not a one-way street. And uh, with that, there can't be like one perfect style of leadership which you can always use. But um, leadership is always in relation to the person or persons you're leading. And um, when I say person or persons, I think uh, the persons, the team part will become even more important in the future because I think leadership in the future or even today already um, will also mean that you will be able to influence the relationships of other people and enable them to form strong relationships uh, in order to form a strong team. When you work today within the companies, um, do you think in particular in this pandemic situation uh, where we have, let's say, a, a more virtual setting uh, of, of work, do you think it's it's quite hard to build up relationships to profound, let's say, uh, build up relationships and, and uh, work, let's say, as a leader with, with teams? I think it's definitely harder than face-to-face uh, -face because we people are just used to face-to-face -face conversation. And um, we're getting more and more used to digital conversations and uh, digital um, ways of working together, of course, but it's still not uh, really much into in us and um, we are not as used to it. So uh, I think it's easier when you already have established that trusted relationship with your employees and then it becomes easier because they know how you work, you know how they work. Um, but it's, It's still obviously harder, but I think you um, can come back to the core of leadership. It's still about communication, just in a different way. It's still about building trust. It's still about being transparent and giving orientation. 
do you think that in particular um, leaders, let's say of let's say a different age, um, uh, in particular leaders maybe that that come from former generations uh, are capable to uh, let's say build up this trust level, this empathy, uh, maybe also uh, let's say. Uh, let's say change their behavior or their they attitude from a very uh, let's say micromanaging setting to a more let's say agile setting yes of course uh, they can uh, definitely they they can it will be probably harder for them because as uh, as i already said they're not as used to this style of working this style of leading but um i feel the most important thing is that they're open and also that they keep um their goals and focus because if they want to enable a, a, a good working environment, if they wanna, want their people to perform, if they want their organization to keep transforming and being relevant, then they have to switch to these kind of future styles. Do you think in particular, let's say the, the younger generations that now are transforming into their first leadership positions, when they are, let's say, part of a team uh, and, and follow a leader, um, and they have, of course, certain expectations and demand. Um, how does this, let's say, uh, convey with the current styles of, of, of leadership that we may see still uh, from the past? Um, so I think the core of leadership will always keep being the same. People will always want their trust relationship and communication. But I feel younger professionals, uh, they put their focus on other things as well. For example, I think one thing they might um, be more interested in or think it's more important to them uh, would be purpose. Um, I feel that uh, the question of why gets more and more important in today's world. So as a leader, you have to be able to show your um, followers or your people you're leading the why. And that doesn't even have to be this uh, big company-wide why where you show them how your company is changing the world, basically. Um, it could also be showing them how they are contributing to the overall strategies and the overall goals of the company and show them that their work is meaningful. Um, another thing maybe uh, which gets more and more important, I think, is flexibility. Uh, I feel today's younger generations ha have to balance their individualized lives with uh, individualized working lives and so they put more focus on flexibility and um, maybe the third thing I would say which is more important to them would be uh, the topic of hierarchy. I think younger professionals enjoy working in uh, self-organized environments. Um, they might be quite allergic to micromanaging and something like that. Um, but to be honest, Daniel, I think actually uh, the, what, what these people want is um, not actually the best question. I think it might even be a better question to ask uh, what the wants and needs of younger generations are telling us about how the work environment is changing and what we need to do in the future to keep relevant and still go do good work. So can you outline a little bit what is their, let's say, of, let's say in particular now the younger generations, what are their needs and their desires maybe as well? Mm -hmm. um, so do you mean specifically, specifically when it comes to working life or just overall? Exactly. So I think in particular maybe uh, people that are now, let's say, uh, leading younger generations, they, of course, uh, have to deal with 
maybe mixed teams where you have uh, still the let's say old school people that you need to mm -hmm. lead but also um and now we're talking of course of stereotypes which is not always uh, nice to do but i think uh, it, it helps to to give us a, a glimpse on how to deal with, with such situations Uh, and of course, the younger generations that may have a complete different uh, picture. So it would be very interesting, I guess, to to understand better their their desires or their their expectations as well. Mm -hmm. um, so first of all, I I might uh, put beforehand that of course younger generations are also uh, quite diverse. So there's not one way they are thinking, but I do think there are some trends. Um, which uh, might link quite well to the things I said before. For example, they, they are searching for meaning. Um, they want to know that they contribute with their work um, and they, they are not as much oriented in just doing um, a job for sake of getting a career and getting a lot of money or something like that, but they want to do something meaningful to them or even to, uh, to other reasons like the world environment, whatever. Um, I think the way I feel is that um, younger generations might be even more team-oriented. Um, but of course, I don't want to say that older generations can't be team-oriented. Um, but I think growing up in a world where we are as much uh, globally connected, that's doing something to you. And uh, it means that we are thinking more and more cross-traditionally, we're thinking more and more in connections. And I feel these are needs of younger people, which also um, are shown in, in the work life, uh, where, where they want to work together and, and they want to build something meaningful together. Uh -huh. And then again, when it, when it comes to leadership, I still think they want something like orientation. I still think they want leaders to help themselves grow which is something really important, I feel. They, they want to develop themselves and grow. Um, yes. So um, in particular to the, the comment you made uh, on the team orientation, do you think that in, in large organizations these days, <clears throat> there is enough, let's say, room for such let's say, uh, network organizations, because the experience mm -hmm. that I have made mm -hmm. in, in particular in larger organizations where you have still the hierarchies, you have still the, the silos, it's very hard in particular for, for our generations that, that are more, let's say, willing to see the company as a whole picture, not as silos. It's very hard to pick through and, and to, uh, let's say, um, to establish, let's say, the solid networks and, and to show that these networks are actually successful in making the company a better company than it was, uh, let's say, in the history. Yes, very much so. Uh, I do see a lot of big companies as quite still high record um, too. Um, and of course, it's harder to get this network organization. And of course, for a big organization, it's harder to develop themselves into network organizations. Um, I still think it's also about cultural change. It's not all, only about the structure. For example, they are growing networks in, in bigger corporations, something like uh, working out loud, for example, where you build your professional network and uh, you, you get like input from, from different people, which you can then take and um, integrate into your work life. So things like that 
I think, enable us to um, think cross-divisionally and work cross-divisionally, even in quite hierarchically um, organizations. So um, you have, uh, let's say, experiences also in, in the development of, of people. And I'm also asking myself, how how is the right way or what is the right path, let's say, to uh, enable let's say, people, the leaders of tomorrow to do a good job. Um, and uh, I think sometimes it's, it's uh, let's say, spewing into the cold water, but also I think there, there can be a lot of um, uh, pre-work uh, done, let's say, in an organization, also at the level of the university. So do you think that, that in particular the, the next generation is, is well set, well prepared to have success, or do you th still see some gaps, let's say, that companies or <laughs> universities or maybe even primary school can do? Um, I think there's much more focus on leadership today. And I feel um, a lot more uh, university courses, for example, include leadership skills, um, or they might try to give their people leadership skills through something like projects. Um, however, I still think you, you have to really test yourself in the work environment. Universities do something different from that. And I think that can still be do done more. Um, for example, I feel a very, very powerful um, tool when it comes to leadership development is something like mentoring, because you not only have to do your experiences, you not only have to test yourself, but you also have to reflect on it in order to learn from it. So having a coach, having a mentor uh, would tremendously help. And then when it comes to mentoring, you might even go uh, even further and say it's a cross-mentoring or, or a reverse mentoring program in order for the older leaders to learn from the younger generations as well. Do you think also intercultural um, exchange uh, is, is uh, or could be an element of it? Do you think intercultural expertise is, is let's say, a, a must-have? Um, I think intercultural expertise definitely helps you to develop, develop your empathy and also get to know yourself because you have to get to know yourself in a different culture. Um, I don't think it's a must-have because I do think that you could learn these skills from somewhere else too, but I think it definitely helps. Mm -hmm. um, you, you made a statement that, uh, let's say, in particular, uh, the culture of a company is very important to, let's say, work as a catalyst for let's say, younger generations to succeed as well as to build up their own, let's say, leadership philosophy. So to which extent do you think or how such a culture would need to be that uh, it's more, let's say, uh, a catalyst or a supporter? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, we have different kind of, of cultures. I have worked in different companies, but how would you describe uh, uh, the requirements for uh, such a culture? Mm -hmm. Uh, so it might be quite a vague word, uh, word, but I think openness is very, very important. Um, company culture needs to be open for different inputs, for, for feedback, for um, different people to participate and um, maybe um, think outside the box, not only think about what they are doing, but communicate with other people too and learn from them too. Uh, so... I think that's a key element and um, also learning from the openness. Uh, again, openness might allow you to experience things. It might allow you to test yourself. It might allow you to even fail. 
but then uh, again you have to learn from it so i feel it might be quite helpful and a lot of company cultures um, might actually miss this that um, they're trying to uh, give people experiences but then they leave them alone with them so something like uh, again mentoring for example or something like coaching uh, or even just giving them a set of reflective questions where they can uh, try and learn from their experiences is very helpful so um I think uh, one key aspect you mentioned is that, uh, of course, if you go into the first leadership experience, it's very important that you are supported by a mentor, a coach, whatever it is, uh, in order not to be left alone and, and try to, let's say, uh, really jump into the cold water and, and uh, let's say, make the best out of it. Um, I think that's something that uh, more and more companies are, my experience are starting or initiating. Mm -hmm. Do you think also that there needs to be a specific program? Uh, not that I'm a fan of such programs, mm -hmm. but a specific path that, that somebody needs to, let's say, um, yeah, follow in order to, um, let's say, make the right steps into such a leadership position? Mm -hmm. I feel uh, these kinds of programs might help as an umbrella to give uh, to give the people the the chance to develop themselves but i don't think it should be like pre-ordered uh, development path like okay. you do this you do this uh, all all people who are in this program do the same thing um i much more enjoy if these programs are basically individual learning path individual development path and you um you take these these talents, young talents on, on a route where they can get to know themselves, they can build uh, the skills, maybe they lack or they can even work on their strength and make their strength even uh, better. So yes, I think uh, talent programs like these can give a helpful umbrella, but they still need to be individualized. So, um, I mean, there are many programs out there um, and I think it's, uh, like you said, right, it, it's just an umbrella for maybe the, the new leaders uh, to connect globally or regionally, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, do you think also that the senior leadership team should make it a, a, a board, let's say, program? Because, of course, it's, it's quite hard for them. They are now in the driver's seat, and maybe it's hard to see the younger generation take over the lead. But do you think it's also it should be part of their, let's say, target agreements that they should make sure that there's enough successors, let's say, in, in the pipeline? Um, so I think the, these were two questions. Uh, first of all, sh should the um, leadership team, the older leadership team, have something like a program for themselves too, if I understood you right? And then uh, if they ha should have a success number where they um, need to develop young talents uh, in order to mm -hmm. succeed themselves too. Um, I think uh, definitely it helps uh, to have something like a program for them too, because Uh, oftentimes, when you come to a specific senior leadership level, it's just assumed that you're a good leader. Most of the times they are. Um, but still, our world keeps changing. And uh, you can always develop yourself and you can always get better. Uh, so I definitely think it helps to have uh, senior leadership programs too. And specifically for them, I think it helps a lot to put a focus on networking um, on uh, modern topics, on, on uh, how our uh, world of work is changing. 
So I think, think these are quite important topics for senior leadership. Um, when it comes to numbers for young talent, uh, I don't think that's the best way to, to um, go, go this route. I think there's just an intrinsic, uh, actually, um, interest for the senior leadership to uh, create young, young talent. Um, but they need to understand that the young talent might not be the same people and then it might not be the same leaders they are, um, but they are different leaders and that's okay. Mm -hmm. So um, do you think that there are different, let's say, um, uh, ways of thinking of, of new talent, new leaders, and, and maybe also different cultures? Do you think that there, there might be differences, let's say, depending on the culture, how young talent, young leaders uh, has been seen and also are being respected? Yes, of course, because uh, uh, different cultures have different um, work environments, they have different, different values, and of course, that would relate to young talents too. Uh, and I think it just relates to a specific culture. Um, for example, I have experience in uh, India, I've worked there for six months, and they have much more focus on uh, sociability and uh, networking, um, where they might not have as much focus on efficiency um, as mm -hmm. we might have in uh, Germany. And that obviously relates to who they perceive as talent. Uh, somebody who's very efficient but keeps very much to themselves might not be a talent from them, for them. But then again, uh, intercultural uh, uh, skills and intercultural um, communication comes comes into play there again. So, if you could, uh, let's say, uh, send some some desires or some wishes to senior leaders, what it would be? Um, maybe I could uh, enlighten two things. Um, first of all, keep being curious. Uh, I know you're a senior leader. You have a lot of expectations uh, and a lot of experiences. But keep being curious, keep learning, and there's always something to learn. And the second thing is uh, trust the younger generation, trust your employees, trust the people you lead, um, and let them experience. Um, also, let them experience, but give them feedback. Let them learn from their experiences. Um, and help them find mentors for themselves. If, if, if it might not be you, of course, a, a leader can help develop their, um, their, their people too. But maybe that's not a role for them in this specific situation. It might even be other people and you might help them find mentors for themselves. Great. Um, maybe you also give some advice um, to, uh, let's say, the, the, the next generations that are now joining after us. Uh, so uh, how, how did you start, uh, started, let's say, your career, your path, and which obstacles you had to, to master um, that maybe they, they can uh, overcome? Oh, wow. Um, I think it really depends on the, the person. So um, one thing I, I had to learn was um, not trying to do any, uh, everything by myself, um, reaching out and... Um, also, start um, start sharing your ideas early, even if they might not be as developed. You don't have to finish something before sharing it. Um, and, and that's uh, how you can contribute from other ideas and your feedback and things like that. 
And obviously that might not be relatable for everybody in the younger gen generation. Some people might really already know that and be quite well. But I think, uh, especially in Germany, some people try to be quite uh, perfectionist and uh, finish things uh, before before uh, going out with them. So I think that might be a helpful advice for quite a lot of them. Go for Leadership, the podcast with Daniel and Gerd. I love that, Stephanie. Thank you so much for being our guest today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Go for Leadership, the podcast.